Hello, this is Maurice Harker. I'm glad you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. What you're about to listen to is a set of principles that come from the discoveries I've made as a therapist working with married people and people fighting for self-mastery. And so please enjoy what you're listening to. And then when you want more advanced training, look us up at Life Changing Services, especially if you're a married person, check out the Marriage Repair Workshop and the Lazarus Lectures. Enjoy what you listen to. I'm gonna blend some of these questions together about this talking about the past is a really common topic. I'm not gonna read the details of the several ones that are on this subject. So I'm just going to walk into this and you can ask me follow-up questions. All right, first I wanna explain why men are under the impression that it's best to not talk about the past. This is a very common thinking error amongst them. And there's actually a very healthy origin for this that does not help when it comes to marriage repair. Okay. There are certain circumstances that a man might find himself in. Take, for instance, a military situation where he's in a battle and he makes a mistake that gets his best friend killed. And during the battle, his commanding officer says, forget about it, move on, forget about it, move on, forget about it, move on. Can you think of why it would be wise to not sit and think about the mistake you made that got your best friend killed in that moment? Okay. We teach this in sports. A quarterback throws a football. The other team intercepts the ball, runs it in for a touchdown. We tell the quarterback, forget about it, move on. In baseball, okay, your pitcher throws a ball, the other guy hits a home run. You've all said this to your children. If they've ever been in sports and they lost, you said, forget about it and move on to a degree. Now, that's all fine and dandy for in the moment. And this is where the men have their thinking error. During the game, it's wise to forget about it and move on. But if you've ever studied the highest level of professional sports, they always spend the weekend studying film in great detail, okay? They go over every play looking for three things, what they got right, what they got wrong, and what's the next thing to work on. All right. Um, I started studying the most accurate way to work through the past Eventually, I landed on an airplane metaphor where the industry of airplanes have pulled off a miracle in being down to one crash per million flights. And I'm all, a reasonable woman can be willing to resign herself to a one in a million mistakes as long as they're not death causing mistakes. Most of you can handle a man being somewhat human, okay, mostly human. And so if we use the same methodology that was being used by the airplane industry, a popular approach that I find insufficient is called full disclosures. Full disclosures are a decent idea, but there is a better way to do it, all right? 
Full disclosures are like having a carefully filmed review of an airplane crash site. I need to know everything that you did wrong. I need to know all the blood and guts. I need to have a full video of what went wrong. Okay. While that might be nice to have some honesty and some transparency, here's what I've learned from women who actually eventually get that or a version of it is that doesn't actually build trust very much because that doesn't tell you anything about whether or not the airplane's going to crash again. Okay. So the question becomes, how did it crash in the first place? Lisa, can you find our blog article, The Five Steps to Rebuilding an Airplane? Okay. Say that yes. one more time. Can you please find and share the blog article, Five Steps to Rebuilding an Airplane? You bet. Thank you. So ladies, here's how it's supposed to work. When a man has crashed, when a man has behaved in such a way that has caused damage to his marriage, he becomes an airplane engineer and pilot who has the opportunity to rebuild his airplane to a degree which it can be trustworthy better than the airplane was before. Or he has the option to not do that and you just don't ever trust him. So his freedom of choice lends himself to one or the other. All right. Unfortunately, most books I've read on marriage repair after betrayal trauma give the wife instructions on how to share her feelings and to do provocative questions instead of teaching the man how to do his work. All right, because most of my work is with the men, let me tell you what I do with them. First question, do you want to rebuild your wife's trust? Do you want your wife to trust you again? Yeah, are you willing to do the work? Yeah, I say you're naive. You don't actually know how much work this is going to be, but I'll take your word for it. Okay. The next thing we do is called a black box review. We will spend weeks, if not months, carefully analyzing everything that went wrong inside of his head that led to the crash. One of you asked a specific question on that. Now, we rarely have the wife involved in this process. There was another question about that as well because she's not much help during that time. For those of you who've been told that you are part of the problem that caused him to get stupid, that's a lie. Okay? No matter how human you are, you never get to be used as an excuse for a man to misbehave. Okay? So the reason you're not involved in the black box review is because nothing you did has anything to do with the crash. But his interpretation of what you did is what I'm looking at. How does he describe your behavior, not what was your behavior? How does he hold it in his head? In what way did that cause him to slide down the chemical scale? Which brings up another resource I've written for you called The Satanic Spin and How It Relates to Betrayal Trauma. Okay? you're going to want to understand how human beings slip out of their preferred value system into misbehavior. All right. Once his black box review is done, by the way, this is all on paper. Okay. Lots and lots of paper. Okay. 
Phase two is called blueprinting. Before you build a new airplane, you have to have a blueprint for a new airplane to replace the old blueprint. What this looks like in psychology is we are going to design a whole new way of him thinking, a born again way of him to think so that we don't ever have the psychological flaws that led to the problem in the first place. So we blueprint it. That can take another two to six months after we've done the black box review. We do this in great detail. Should the wife be involved in that process? No. The reason the wife should not be involved in that process is because she gets her hands inside of the airplane. Now the airplane needs her to be there in order for her to behave well. We need this man to be able to behave well, whether his wings freeze up, whether a goose flies into the motor, whether he has no landing gear, whether the passengers are running up and down the hall screaming and yelling. Okay, we need him to fly accurately no matter how messed up you are. Okay, now sometimes women think this will never happen. I'm all, I work with men. I work with men who have become Olympic athletes. I work with men who've been able to raise their marriages from the dead. I expect absolute excellence in these men. If they choose to be in my presence, I will push them and push them, or I will tell them to go away. Leave that woman alone because you don't really want to be a husband. Just leave her alone so she can find a real man. Okay? Because being a real man requires you to become a presider, provider, and protector, not just be a wannabe. After the blueprint is done, we start exercising the brain so it will actually execute the plan. I push them just like I would a football player. What if this happens? What if that happens? Push, push. Can you answer it correctly? I am really good at acting like a betrayal trauma wife. I can drive a man nuts in a one-hour session. I can provoke him. I can gaslight him. I can throw sadness, anger, attractiveness, sweetness, cuteness, frustration, irritation, all in five minutes. The only thing I don't have is the sparkly-eyed smile and the long hair. Okay? No, that is not Menomoroni program. The Menomoroni program only addresses individual sexual self-mastery. It does not do any marital training. There's no marital training done in Menomoroni. The marriage repair workshop and the new betrayal trauma for dummies classes are what helps a man learn how to fix his marriage. Now, after he's done these three things that can take anywhere between six months, a year or longer, we then call the wife. We say, we have done our work. We would like to walk you through our black box review. So we're going to invite you to talk about the history of things. We are going to start the conversation about everything you've ever wanted to talk about. You're going to be able to express and say everything you've ever wanted to. Otherwise, he doesn't qualify as being a husband. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of 
Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f- when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.